Never me. Never me. Hey, Mr. Brigante, it's the second time you turn me down for a drink, man. Well, you don't like my champagne? Hey, it could be. I don't know, maybe it's a misfucking understanding here. I don't know, man. Maybe you don't remember me. My name is Benny Maybe Benny's I don't uncle. give a shit. Maybe I don't remember the last time I blew my nose either. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? I should remember you. <laughs> what, you think you like me? You ain't like me, motherfucker. You a punk. I've been with made people. Connected people. Who you been with? Chain snatching, jive ass, modicum motherfuckers. <laughs> Why don't you get lost? Go ahead, snatch your purse. Come on, take a fucking walk. But I think the only problem here is that Steffi doesn't know where she belongs. Come on, Steffi, let's go. Steffi belongs here. That's where she belongs. Welcome to South Philly's only podcast with your hosts, Marky Mark and Tony Mickey Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now on the mark, and we are coming to you live from Skyfall Studios, right here in gorgeous South Philadelphia. Episode 13, folks. We made it into 2017 in one piece. A lot of people predicted we would uh, we would never make it to the new year, but we did, and uh, we're back in studio. I got my producer with me right over here, Benny the Bear Jew Spielberg. It's Man Bear Pig! I told you it was real! And of course, my co-host, the great Tony Nicky Jr. Tone, how you doing, man? Feeling good, man. Made it through the holidays, Mark. He feels good to uh, be in 2017. Got a good episode tonight. Yeah, we do. We got a real special one. We got uh, El Wingador, Wing Bowl legend, the great El Wingador, five-time champion. Did an interview with him earlier uh, in the week. He's a busy guy, so we pre-recorded it, and we're going to play that one for you on... uh, on this show. But Tone, speaking of championships and whatnot, we got the Super Bowl lined up. I'm sure you're honed in. You got all your picks set. And uh it's gonna be a big day for you, right? Yeah, man. Best week of the year, right? Gotta love it. Uh it's special. It's yeah, special. been peeking at the Pro Bowl stuff. Of course, you know, no real money there. I find it funny all these players now get to go to Orlando. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's the uh that's the reward now for being a pro bowler. No yeah. more Hawaii. Yeah, and there's like mixed emotions about it. I, it's it's crazy, right? You know, they got a free trip to Disney World though. Yeah, all the no, players I see all the and kids their there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm sure they're enjoying it, but not even in Hawaii anymore. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have a good one, man. Patriots, Falcons, gonna be a lot of points. Gonna be a fun one. Later in the show, you're gonna give us your official uh, pick or what? Yeah, we might we might have to give it out. We'll see what happens. We'll see where it leads. All right, sounds good. Speaking of picks and gambling, it was in AC last night. I'll tell you what. You know how everybody talks. You know, AC's going downhill to say the least i never really bought into it until i woke up this morning and was walking around the casino floor man was it weird totally empty no it was there was a karate convention going on number really but as i'm walking i'm just seeing the weirdest people yeah I, i mean even like homeless people walking around the casino who are these people these faces. Where do they come from? They look like caricatures of used car dealers from Dallas. And sweet Jesus, there are a hell of a lot of them at 4.30 on a Sunday morning. Still humping the American dream. 
it was the strangest sight. I don't know if it was because I was still hungover. Or I was going to say, were you seeing things? Were you still kind of lit? I, I was out till five thirty in the morning. And this was at seven. You were seeing these. No, people. no. It, you know, I'm, I'm calling it the morning. It was really like two in the afternoon. Okay. <laughs> but okay. The, the weirdest people. AC man, goofy place. What casino were we at? Where are you staying? I was walking around the Tropicana. This okay. Was the yeah, you got some nuts over there. The yeah. Drop. All because all the bars, I guess. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. It was weird. Just a weird vibe. There's uh, two women fucking a polar bear. Don't tell me those things. Yeah, man. Tropicana, I think it's a lot of young ones over there, too, isn't it? Young, old, everything I was seeing was just strange. Yeah. Just to say the least. Yeah. Well, you know, you weren't. I, I always do the Borgata down there, man. Things yeah. It's a little that, more normal over there. Yeah. I totally agree. If you're not going there, pretty much why go at all? Yeah. It's a weird place. I'm sure you had your fun. I'm sure you had fun. Yeah, no, you you could still have fun. That's that's the beauty of it. You could still have fun. You remember the night and all? Sure, but I, you know, getting back to El Wingador, that interview was a lot of fun. He is awesome. He's a great guy, man. Oh my God, what a story! Some, Philadelphia legend. Some stuff I never knew or you know even dreamt about that he went through no i know it's you know, crazy. i didn't th- think a guy like that a wing bowl contestant went through those types of ups and downs trials and tribulations you could make a movie out of his last five years of life oh, let alone his God. entire life you know what i mean yeah G- gang all our vip listeners trust me on this one you're gonna want to hear this interview this is some good stuff you're gonna laugh you're gonna cry you're gonna you're gonna nod your head, and, and I found him to be a, a motivating character. He he said some stuff that you know. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it, man. He's he's good. He's got his shit together, man. His head's on straight. <laughs> yeah, the wing. I was calling him the wing. I noticed that. Yeah, I found that. I love you. The guy. Enjoyed that. I thought I, it was good. I felt like I knew him my whole life. He, he makes you feel that way. And, he does, man. I think he really that's is. Why he's I a called good him guy. wing. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Folks, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. A little bit later on in the show, we're going to play that for you. It's uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, man. Friend of the show, the, the legendary El Wingador. Special guy. So we'll be at Wing Bowl this Friday, Wing Bowl 25. And Tone, get ready for this one. I'm going to be with the Nature Boy. The world heavyweight champion. I heard that. I don't know Rick, how you set that up. Ric Flair. Woo! Yeah. Oh, what a dream come true that is. I hear he's a hell of a character, that guy. The daughter going to be there, too? God. Charlotte? Yeah. Uh, she's probably on tour with WWE right okay. now. No yeah. time for Wingo? Yeah, okay. probably not. That's all right. Ric Flair's uh, a good one, man. Oh, man. The best looking man. The best dressed man. Long limousine. Jet airplanes. Custom made clothes. And any woman in the world I want, just like that. Is there any better? Does it get any better? He's up there. He's right at the top, man. You know, I mean, that just brings me back to my childhood. And, and to this day, he's he's a constant part of uh, WWE. Yeah, he'll he's, never go away. He's hilarious. And you see all the college teams, pro teams that bring him in for I have noticed that. And all. He's a big uh, motivational guy. He's like a living legend. Yeah. True, truly is. Yeah. You know, one of the... Cool he'll be at Wing Bowl, man. It is. Ric Flair, Dennis Rodman. Rodman always is yeah, around for the party. Making it, make an appearance. And, you know, I was shocked. A lot of people don't realize. The Wing Bowl party, man, starts around 9 a.m. when all those strip clubs open up with the buffets and the deals and the specials. 
I mean, that those places pack it in. Yeah, they Friday, do really well that on day, a Friday man. morning. On a Friday morning, <laughs> right after uh, Cataldi, it all go on. Just let that sink in. A yeah. Friday morning, and the strip clubs in Philly are absolutely packed. Yeah, Friday before Super Bowl. It's a big week, man. Those girls would probably make a killing. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I can't even imagine. That's got to be one They're of their. That's got to be one of their biggest days. Sure. Easily in the thousands. Sure. Sure. I don't know. Now. From what I'm hearing, before we got on air, Benny was kind of tipping me off. He said, you got some action on uh, on this wing ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, I jumped on the wing door. Uh, oh, the you... wing door, the head-to-head. Yeah, okay. I took the little girl. That girl can eat. Oh, you bet against the yeah, wing. Yeah, she can eat. You got to see this Molly Schuyler. I've heard huge things about this girl. That woman's as cold as a nudist on an iceberg. 120 pounds, but I heard she has a second stomach hidden in there, and this girl can eat. Oh, wow, he's got the He's inside. in trouble. He's got a wing bowl tip. He, listen, I he's really nice guy. Tip. I don't know if he's, he's mentally prepped for this. Wow. Yeah, man. Wow. Look out for this girl. A second stomach, huh? She's an up-and-comer. Look out for this girl. <laughs> uh, I believe she's going to uh, attempt to uh, set the record for a most steak eaten. Yeah? And that can't be good for your heart. I can't. How much steak is she going to eat? I, I, I have no clue. We'll have Benny pull up those stats, and we, you know, figure it we'll, we'll drop a stat later uh, later on in the show. But uh, I could never do that competitive eating stuff. No, I like his to, stories. I how like he to eat. Pe- I don't like people even talking to me when I eat. Yeah. Let alone trying to eat fast and he, all the he was distractions. Eating Fifteen pounds a day, he said the trade. Right, right. Fifteen pounds of food a day. And Benny just slid the note over to me. Molly Schuyler apparently is going to. She's eating, okay, 72-ounce steaks. Benny's handwriting here is a little... uh, He writes like an idiot, doesn't he? It's three 72-ounce steaks in 20 minutes. Wow. I do like steak, though, man. Yeah, you like them all buttered up. I could really get into (laughs) one of them steaks, man. I think I could pull off one of them 72-ounces. But three in 20 minutes. I mean, I guess she's got to... Steak goes down easy, man. It's all protein. It is. Good. I guess she, like, what? Eats it like... Can't be in it with a knife and fork, right? Like a... No, she eats it like a barbarian. Exactly. That's what I'm picturing. This little girl eating this massive piece of meat. It was also three baked potatoes, three side salads, three rolls, and three shrimp cocktails. Oh, my God. A little more than just 372-ounce steaks. Holy God. She had three full meals. These people must shit their brains out. I can't imagine the damage it does to your stomach afterwards. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be some permanent damage, too. How can your body recover from something like that? I have dominoes, and I don't shit right for a week, let alone the stuff that these guys are putting inside them. It's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, dominoes can get you. Dominoes can get you. I don't. I, I just could never do this stuff. So I respect the people that, uh, that win these competitions. It truly blows my mind. It truly blows my mind. But, uh, Benny, why don't you take us to break, and when we get back, gang, more of episode... Lucky 13, on the mark, the Wing Bowl edition. Now 
are now on the mark with the tag team champions of the world, Marky Mark and Tony Nicky Jr. Tony, as you know, Wing Bowl, quite a spectacle in Philadelphia. Yeah, huge. For 25 years now. It's a long run. Quarter of a century. But for all our VIP listeners, Tony, who aren't familiar with the Wing Bowl, don't know what the hell we're talking about. Because, you know, you got to keep in mind, we have a lot of listeners from out of state. We got listeners outside the country. Yeah, this is a big Philly thing. It was a big Philly thing. Yeah. Major Philly tradition. One word to describe it. What would your one word be? Shit show. <laughs> okay, I think that's fair. That is good. So, so folks, basically what it is, you got a, a, a collection of eaters that perform competitive eating tasks to qualify to get into the field. And essentially, they go through timed rounds to see who can eat the most chicken wings. And, uh, you know, the numbers get into the three, four, five hundred range. Tremendous amount of wings eaten during this competition. You got an arena full of people, okay, drunk, high, God knows what else. And... It's a party, man. It's a big party that was created because this time of the year in sports is very dull. Frankly, the Eagles haven't been to too many Super Bowls. So the Eagles are usually eliminated by this point. We're really still a little ways off from spring training. You know, you have your Sixers and Flyers in the middle of their season. So not a ton going on except those guys going through the motions. It's a very dull time of the year. So, I, you know, this event got created, and it's been a, you know, a staple of a Philadelphia winter. The pre-Super Bowl party. It, 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 it's, it's good it's, stuff, man. It's Could hilarious to me took off. That, that they could fill up a, a major venue. A, right. It, it's not a high school gym we're filling up here. And there's no, like, physical activity going on. No. Just eating some wings. They're eating, you know, and there's stuff off to the side. Who's chugging beers? Who's, you know, who's showing her tits? Yeah, exactly. There's you all know. types of stuff off to the side. The the eaters have their own entourages. They have the wingettes. You know, each each eater has a, a couple girls with them dolled up in all types of costumes. Benny's looking at me. Benny, what do, what do you want to add to this? 
Markey, I don't know if you know this, but they have an award they give out every year, the Donovan McPuke Award. Okay. Give it to the best puke. Okay. Of the year. Yeah, and, you know, that sums it up right there. It's the shit show. Yeah, exactly. And we all know uh, Sloth was the competitive eater known for his disgusting projectile vomiting Ugh. that happened more than once. So it pretty outrageous video. If you if you have a weak stomach, you don't want to see that. From a clip. fan's perspective, you really got to be belligerent. Yeah. Let's yeah. be cool on what it is. Yeah. I, you got to be banged up to the tennis thing, man. Yeah, you got to be, uh, you got to have some alcohol in your system. Yeah. It's Philly's Mardi Gras. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that statement. Yeah. I would agree with that statement. It, it's hard to really explain because there is so much random shit going on. And there's a big lead up to it as well. You know, they, they do a nice job of promoting it. They do. You know, so frankly, that's what makes this episode so exciting. Because we got a guy whose name is synonymous with Wing Bowl. We got a guy who transcended Wing Bowl. El Wingador. Man, what an interesting cat. What an interesting guy. It's going to be broken up into two parts this interview. Absolutely tremendous stuff, beyond interesting. Uh, we talk about it all with them. There isn't a better guy out there to talk to. So, Benny, why don't you get us into this interview? Folks, enjoy the great El Wingador. Hey, Bill. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, uh, thrilled, absolutely thrilled we got you on tonight, man, and we really appreciate this. Man, no problem. When you were in prison, did, did a lot of people recognize you from Wing Bowl and whatnot? Ah, dude. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, a lot of people recognize me, but it was a double-edged sword for me because the COs would mess with me. Because of being El Wingador, I was more of a target, more like a political prisoner. People really? had to lose their points with me. Oh, what a pain yeah, in I mean, the ass that the must book, have been. Dude, I, you know what you should have done? You should have read the book before you did this interview <laughs> because you would have fascinating questions for me because I got into some major fights in prison. Holy um, shit. I broke my fingers. I broke my jaw. I almost broke my jaw. Uh, I broke my knuckles. I, my eyes were like my co-writer, Joe Valley, would come visit me twice a month. And every time he came to see me, I had a black eye or a fat leg. Jesus. God. Finger. Yeah. Oh, man. And I'm fighting in there, man. I'm 50, 50 some years old fighting yeah. guys in their 30s. Because oh. I, you know. Was it a nightmare or, or did you just kind of take it in stride was, or what? Well. Dude, I just, I was brought up not to take any crap from anyone. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's nothing but bullies in there. Right, you know? sure, sure. So, um, and then, you know, growing up Hispanic and then white. Uh, yeah. Puerto Rican, my mom's full Puerto Rican, my dad's Irish German, so I'm 6'5", 3'10", but I look white, but I got into a lot of fights growing up because... I would go to school and these knucklehead kids was, oh, my mom wants to know if your mom has a green card. And, wow. You know, just back in the 60s in National Park, New Jersey, <laughs> right. it was real race. There was a lot of race. And I didn't understand it. I'm six, seven, eight years old going, you know, coming home. My mom's crying or breaking our windows. Our tires were flat on our car. Really? We, we grew, wow. I grew up in a white town. Yeah, man. I'm shocked I told to the hear book that. is excellent, dude. The book. Yeah, I, I Snow the book. on the Barbed Wire. And, 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 I wrote the book, yeah, and it gave me chills after I kind of stopped and read, and I go, oh, my God. I, you know how people say they see their life flash before their eyes? 
Sure. Before they die. Happens so to me every weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just alcohol. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. But um, the thing is, is I saw my whole life in prison just flash because I'm like, how the hell did I get in here? Yeah. And basically, I was supposed to get ISP, intense supervision, probation, and be out in five months, and they denied me because of who I was. And I yeah. was like, I got to be here for what, two years? And then I just started writing on legal pads, just writing, writing, writing for no lies. Like almost a month straight every day, and the next thing I know, I had this manuscript. I'm like, I read it, and I gave it to a couple guys that were avid readers in there. They got chills, and they're like, "Oh my god, dude! Like, this is a great story." Right. And I, so I said, you know what? Because I knew I had a story. I knew I was kind of wanted to. I said, oh, I'll go to prison. I'll stay constructive, productive. I'll write a book, but I never got around to it. So I knew that I was there for a long time. Like yeah. I like I was devastated, dude. Like I just got kicked in the teeth. Yeah, of course. And of course. um next thing I know, man, I read this thing and I got chills. I'm like, I think I got something here, man. So uh when I got out I met with Joe Valley two hours a week, finished the book by telling him stories like I'm telling you. He recorded us and then wrote the rest of the story and it here you go, snow in the barbed wire. So, yeah. you know, it's good. It's 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 doing well. It's getting four or five-star reviews on Amazon. We just got picked up by another distributor. Uh, Beautiful. From the Amazon told us that somebody else grabbed it. So, you know, to me, it's pennies from heaven, the book. Okay. My vision, the restaurant. To be honest with you, we're working on a restaurant project. Perfect. Yeah. That's and, a great uh, we're, idea. We're putting, well, we're we're put we're putting in now wing doors. Uh, well, I had a restaurant before in Philly. That's a long story. So it's in the book. Um, but we're working on a big project now to have at least four open in two years, and then franchise tag it, and nice. maybe have twenty nine to thirty of them in the next four to five years. Oh wow, that's awesome! Basically, come in there and get a good chicken burger or chicken sandwich. You know, great wing, maybe some wraps. Love it. You know, and uh, yeah. Um, so where's where's that, that project. Where, where's that going to be, Bill? Well, we're talking about maybe doing the first one in Delaware County somewhere. We like that area. Yeah, um, and then, you know, anywhere in the Delaware Valley would probably be good. But um, who knows, man? You never might see one in California one day. You know, humbly speaking, El Wingdors is a great, great name. Um, when I came up with it, um, we loved it. It was uh, originally I was called the Wingador, the, the, like the Matador. Okay. Did you think of that name, yeah. or did somebody give you that name? Well, I was I was given that name by having Cavi two-time undefeated champion at the time. He's like, "What do you eat? What do you like to eat?" I said, "Everything." So, what's your favorite food? I got Puerto Rican food. Interesting. He goes, "Why?" I said, "Because I'm half Puerto Rican." So, wow, I never it, knew that that you were half Puerto yeah, Rican. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. And you know, so, I, I saw you had you know listening to you talk. You had you know you got some flair. So that like some swag. So that explains it. I don't know about all that. I'm 55 years old. My, That's okay. My, listen, in prison, they call me OG. That's original gangster. In yeah. my house, they call me OG. That's old guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Everybody's got a story to tell. Absolutely. Um, and yours is uh, a fascinating one, to say the least. How did uh, how'd your family deal with the uh, the sentencing and your time? Well, my son at the time was seven. Okay. Six, seven years old. I told him I was going bear hunting in Alaska because I'd be back in four or five months. Yeah. So originally, yeah. I was told I was I was going to get ISP. Uh huh. 
he went to school the following Monday after my sentencing, and this little witch girl told him, oh, your dad's in jail, your dad's in jail. Oh, and, um Kids are brutal. And said, Mom, yeah. And he said, Mom, was Dad in jail? And she said, yeah, he just completely broke down. He had, uh, he just broke down. He broke down then, and then he went to football practice, and he broke down in practice because sure. that's my sidekick. He's 10. His yeah. name is Sean, Sean e. Simmons. Um, okay. He he was devastated, man. And, sure. Uh, it was tough, man. It was yeah, tough. That, that's, um, tough. That, that's a tough deal, man. But uh, you, you made it out. And you turned a, a negative into a positive with this book and uh, everything you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I don't really throw anybody under the bus except me. Um, basically, my wife divorced me when I was in. She was uh, dating a friend of mine that I was friends with for 30 years. Jeez. Um, I was with him the night before I got sent. Oh. And the thing is, like, she started dating him, and he was always a player. And it's in the book. I don't want to give too much away, but it's in the book. And she waited almost a year to come see me because of that situation. And then when she came to see me, I just looked at her. And I said, Dad, really? And I don't, I don't want to say his name, but I said, you you tell him, God don't like us. He will be accountable for what he's doing to me. She's like, Bill, listen, we're getting divorced. I said, I don't care. You don't do that to a friend. Yeah. You don't do that to a friend. Yeah, it's so, bad. Brutus. My kids didn't see me for a year, so they were going to come back the following week. They never came back. Long story short, I got in touch with my daughter like almost a month later. I go, Yo, where you guys been? She goes, Dad, Mom found so-and-so dead. Like, she went to his house, found him dead. Her, my, my buddy, her boyfriend. Good found God. Found dead dead. Oh, my Dude, the God. Book, the, book, the twists and turns in you just got a, a few book, years here. You got Man. a book in just the time in jail. You got a book. Well, you know what's funny right? part? My daughter's on the phone going, Dad, you didn't have nothing to do with it, did you? Like, your friends go, I should, please, you're being recorded right now. I can get you. Yes. And I'm going, no, no, I didn't have nothing oh, to do with it. But I'm like, I'm like, F them anyway, F them, you know? But Holy God. It was kind of bittersweet for me because I knew my buddy for so long. He, got, he just had a four-year-old son, you know, like he just had a son that was four and he passed away and, you know, but... He, we had a lot of mutual friends that told him, dude, are you crazy? Billy Paul kill you. Oh, my God. So, I tell you, what, I, this, was, this is some interesting stuff. I am going to get this book, and I'm sure our listeners are going to want to pick up this yeah, book, this too, because I know a lot stuff. of our listeners are VIP listeners, <laughs> well, listen, and this that, is some good that, stuff right here. Well, listen, and here's the thing. We are back together. We've been back together trying to patch things up for the last Wow. Over a year now. You, uh, I mean, you're a saint. You're a nice guy I, to do I, that. You're a saint to do well, that. Well, look, I'll be honest with you're you. You're a dude, forgiving I'm not a Bible man. Supper. I'm not a Bible supper, but when I was inside, man, I, 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 I went through so much on the inside, and I went through so much on the outside that these guys are like, "Wing the door. You got to come to Bible study. You got to come to Bible study. You got to, got to forgive. You got to forgive. You got to forgive." And it was, you know, it was like pulling teeth to get me there at first, but after a while, I was running my own Bible studies. I was into the Word. I was, you know, I was at peace, and I'm at peace now. Like, I, nothing really gets me. I'm blessed to have my family back. I'm home now. You know, my wife and I don't talk about a lot, but what we do, it's not an argument. It's just like, look, I made bad choices to put me where I was. You made bad choices, too. Right. You know, it's right. not that we're not perfect. We're not perfect yeah. people. But if we love each other and it's worth trying to fix, let's fix it because 
just having kids together. I have a daughter that's 18 and a stepdaughter that's um, 20. She'll be 22 in March. That are just great kids, and it's that right there makes it all worth it for me. And uh, so we're going to give it a try, you know. And um, and I told her she can't break my heart no more. I, right now, I just got duct tape on my heart. You, you, I've been through so much. God that, bless. You know? God bless, Wayne. Yeah. I'll tell you what. That's a lot. That's a lot for any man to go through in a lifetime let alone a span of, you know, just a handful of years. That, that, well, that's... sometimes, I, that being said, dude, I don't know if I'm just crazy. <laughs> like, right, right. I, not, I like, you know, because... No, you're not. You're me, not. I don't, let, I don't let anybody define who I am. Like, I know what I am and who I am, but I don't let anybody say, oh, you're an idiot for getting back to your wife. Why? Why am I an idiot? No, that's you want me right. to start a new relationship on, built on lies with somebody else? I don't know. Right. You know, I, this is worth saving for me. Sure. And I don't have to explain anything to anybody. You know what I mean? Absolutely not. So, of course not. But, and uh, I, I love that, you know, you said, you, you know, you found therapy with the Bible study, uh, so to speak. It was a therapeutic activity for you that you really ran with, you know. And uh, you're you're doing Bible study classes. So it's like you dived into that and you were a success. You dive into the wing bowl deal and you became a huge success, five-time champion. Well, I, 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 success to me, like, listen, I'm still, I struggle every day as far as, you know, trying to maintain an income. I'm, I'm working on great projects. I wrote the book, which is a great accomplishment. I have my family back. But to me, being happy, having money and, and all that, that's not, to me, being progressive is being happy. And I'm, I'm staying progressive. So no, that's a nice and, motto um, right there. Words to live by. I mean, it's true. I mean, you ever hear people that are ready to retire go, man, I don't want to retire to make me retire. If I retire, I'll die. Right. And I always think, man, what are you crazy? You don't have to go to work no more. Like, now I see it. Like, what are you going to do with yourself? You you, you, feel, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to leave a mark in this world. And that, this is where the book comes in. So, listen, I wrote this book, and I talk about the drug dealing. I talk about all the choices I made. And people are like, oh, man, everybody makes mistakes. Don't worry about it. I said, no, listen. Two plus two equals five. That's a mistake. What I made was a choice. I right. knew I was going wrong. Right. I had two people. Did you get a rush out of up. it, Bill? Because a lot of a, people I know, they, they say they get a major rush out of it. They love the lifestyle. Did you love that lifestyle? Well, what, out of drug dealing? Yes. No. I, I It just cut my head above water because I went through so much financial stuff. I had a restaurant. My aunt and uncle stole seventy, eighty thousand dollars from me in eight months. Holy at shit! That yeah, at that point in time, I was I did a KFC, KFC commercial in Los Angeles. I was getting thirty three hundred dollars a month from that commercial for two years. And when I lost the restaurant because I caught them doing a lot of underhanded stuff, uh, KFC sent me a letter saying, "Look, we're switching commercials. Um, this is your last check." So financially, I was a runaway train going downhill fast. Yeah. This is 2008, 2009. I said, you know what? I got to make some money. I tried to jump back in a truck. But for a person that was making three to $4,000 a week average as being a wing door and having everything going on, uh, doing events and stuff like this, making six, seven, eight hundred $800 a week driving a truck, if that wasn't cutting my bills. Right. And I... 
you know, I, I went through all of something a long time ago where I had my electric cut off with my first wife and my 15-year-old son. I have a 35-year-old son also. Mm, okay. And I had to go to my parents to, to get the money to pay my electric, and I said, this will never happen again to me. I don't care what I have to do, but I'll always have money. And I felt that same feeling again, that I was inadequate to make to take care of my family. And I went down the wrong road to try to keep my income stable, right. which, you know, the snow and the bar bar came. Where, yep, yep. So I started, you know, going on the ground. I kind of pulled a DeLorean, if you know what he did. Okay. I'm trying to, you know, run cocaine. Yeah. And uh, the guy that I was giving it to got arrested. Uh, set me up, wore a wire, ratted me out. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, dude, you'll love the book. I mean, the book, the book is, it, it starts out a little slow because it talks about me growing up, but but the, the day I was born, I was born at St. Joseph's Hospital in Philadelphia in 1961. Okay. I was crying all the time because I was always hungry. And about three months later, my mom brought me back to the doctor's because I can't stop this kid from crying. He's always hungry. And back in the 60s, early 60s, they didn't know. So they said, I think the son has two stomachs. <laughs> and my, so I'm like, so my mom's like, what do I do? And she goes, well, look, whatever you make for dinner, put it in the blender and give it to them. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Put it in the blender. And so three, four months old, I mean, pork chops and mashed potatoes, you know? Wow. Little, Talk about know, foreshadowing, and, huh? Well, back then, we didn't have pampers, brother. We right. had diapers. Right. That's where I felt sorry for my mom. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. And, you know, it's funny because, Wing, I was going to ask you. I, it's a fu- it's a funny question. It's a little bit disgusting, but I can't help but get it out of my mind. I've been thinking about it all week. What were your shits like after those competitions, man? Well, if you were thinking about that all week, Wing, I was thinking way. about your it, shit it, all week. My my, well, the way I trained it, I. I, I, I Oh, I hate visuals when I hear shit like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, so, no um, pun intended. Well, I've I read a lot of books uh, on the on the on the Hopper. Okay. And um, there's been a you know it's just a lot of flushing and a lot of book reading. Wow! Um, so you were hunkered down on the on that throne, that porcelain throne, yeah, for I mean, a while. I, yeah, I was just okay. Well, see, when I trained for wing ball, I always started. Wing ball was always the Friday before the Super Bowl, of course. Sure. So Thanksgiving was my um, my holiday to start training, which I was eating 15 pounds of food a day for four months. Yeah, that's got to be expensive, too. Yeah, five pounds in the morning, five pounds in the afternoon, five pounds in the evening with every five pounds of gallon of water and 10 pounds of Tootsie Rolls a week. So I was eating 15 pounds a day, three gallons of water a day. Wow. End up end up my my evening with a big smoothie, right? And uh, for your bowels, yeah. And um, you know, go to bed, and the next morning it's hello, right? You know, right. Morning, it was only one time a day. I you know in the morning, and that was it. And then I would start my ritual over. Plus, I was a workout fiend. I would do my cardio, right? Uh, I worked out because you can't eat. 15 pounds of food a day and lay around. You'll no. die. Yeah, you would me, die. Yeah, me, I, my blood, my heart was pumping, you know. Yeah. Um, I was always moving and shaking, you know. Plus, you feel sluggish. You know, you sure. have to keep moving. I'm still the same. I'm hyper. I'm 55 years old. I still go to the gym three, four days a week. I ride a bike three to five miles every day. Uh, if the weather permits, uh, I have a big mountain bike. Um, I'm always moving. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you, you find out things about yourself. Number one, when you have to eat a lot, you, how you train. The first wing ball I ever did, my jaws got tired. So being an athlete that I was, I studied the jaw, found out there was 2,800 tendons in your jaw. A tendon can be strengthened. It's a muscle. Right, so and I know you I strengthened them by eating those Tootsie Rolls. Frozen, frozen Tootsie Rolls. Yep. Wow. So I wow. knew, you know, you find out about yourself when you spend a lot of time by yourself, which sure. I was in prison for almost two years. And my basic thing that I knew that I had to do was stay constructive and productive, which I read close to 70, 70-some books in there. Uh, I wrote a book. I put a restaurant project concept together. Um, so I stayed busy the whole time. And, you know, that helped me cope. Writing the book was therapeutic. Um, just... I, I, there's a lot of things that I do that's therapeutic for me. Instead of going to drugs, people can't handle the situation, they drink or do drugs. For me, I like to talk, I like to cook, I like to work out, and I like to write. You know? Yeah, um, yeah that's, uh, that's, that's good advice for anybody who's going through a tough time well, right you know, there. I, I'll be honest with you, dude. People say, oh, it's Monday, I gotta go to work, I'm having a bad day. Well, I don't... I never considered myself since been in prison having a bad day. Yeah. What I say is I have an ugly day. Right. Now, okay. I wrote in a journal every day in prison. I wrote in a journal, uh -huh. you know, a paragraph, maybe two paragraphs of how my day was the day before, how I could make my day better, what was going on around me, and what I was going to do when I got out, what my thoughts were for the day. On top of every day, I would write, envision it, challenge it, and accomplish it. That's what I came up with. It's in the book. Yeah. And um, when I have, when I got out in May 2015, I kept writing in my journal at my house. And I went through a lot of stuff. I literally was counting change when I got out, dude. I'm, I was broke. My wife did divorce me. She got everything. You know, God, thanks. Mm. I thank God now. I, could, I got her back and, you know, we're good. But sure. when I have an ugly day... I go back to that journal that I had in prison and I look where I was a year and a half ago and what I was doing that day and I picture it in my mind and right. I was sitting in the eight by six cell, <laughs> yeah. you know, with no windows, with a bunkie you hate. Right. And you read what you did or felt that day. You shut that journal and go, you know what? I'm to, good now. Yeah. Today wasn't, you know, wasn't so good bad. Huh? Right. Right. I'm, right. I'm good now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. Day, man. Absolutely. Appreciate every day. Now, let me uh, let me ask you a question. Getting back to Wing Bowl here and your your illustrious victories. How did you celebrate those championships? Those those massive victories. How, what was the I came celebration? Home and took a nap. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it makes sense. Well, it's an early it. morning deal. A lot of eating. <laughs> well, I you know. It was amazing how much my life changed when I first started winning, like when I won out. You're just like this instant celebrity. Right, right. And I kind of looked at it as this is a business opportunity because I like to cook. I love food. I love the name El Wingador. Let's see how far we can run with this. But the first time I did Wing Bowl, it was so easy for me to win that I told my wife, I want to do this a few more times. I'm going to win. And I'm going to make El Wingador a household name. I did. Yeah. I, I, I everything that I told her, 
that I wanted to do, I did. I, that's why I'm, I'm a big believer. Whatever you, whatever you focus on, whatever you manifest in your brain, should come to fruition. And I told her, I said, oh man, I said, look, just think of the possibilities, man. I said, El Wingador is a great name. Maybe someday I can have my own sauce. I have a sauce company. Right. Maybe right. someday I can have my own chicken wing. Well, I had my own chicken wings to Ristelli Foods. Um, five pound bag of pre cooked chicken wings that they sold on their Rostelli's direct. That yeah. You get delivered right to your home. I mean, e- um, even I being said, in the KFC commercial, that's awesome. Well, yeah. And I said, yeah, you know, doing a KFC commercial, uh, flying to LA. Right. Doing a, a, right. A KFC commercial. I said, and maybe someday a restaurant. Boom, I had a restaurant. Right. But unfortunately, I had the wrong partners. Yeah. I had the wrong part. I had the wrong part. I, listen, I was the type of guy that let everybody in. Everybody get on my back. Let's run with this thing. Sounds like you had and the you wrong partners have... in a couple things. Well, the thing is, you can never have positive and negative in the same area. And right. I had positive people and I had negative people. I had bad people around me, man. Yeah. They just sponged off me. Yeah. You look at Allen Iverson. You know, sure. like, you look at Allen Iverson. You know, he had it all going on, great player, but he let his past and his his thugs around him all the time. Right. They were his boys. His posse. They brought him down. They brought them down. You can't, you cannot, listen, you get two magnets, a positive end and a negative end, and what do they do when they try to touch each other? They go, no, 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 they try to avoid each other. Yeah. You can't have that. So yeah. that's, that's just the energy that you bring in anything. And right now what I'm doing is I'm trying to surround myself with mentors and experts, all the fields that I'm working on the book. I got Joe Valley, great guy. Joe Valley's also helping me with the restaurant project. The people that I have for the restaurant project are food industry people. I got Devault Foods involved with me now. I, you know, I just have all these people that are so knowledgeable. They're, they're experts and they're mentors in their fields, and they're helping me because they see the passion that I have for the things that I want to do. Right. And plus, I like to have fun. Like, man, let's yeah. do it. You know, you know, let's just throw this up against the wall and see what sticks. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Listen, Donald Trump's our president, dude. Who would ever thunk that? I know. He did. Uh-huh. So he sure did. That just goes to show you anything is possible. For sure. You know? I totally, so that's totally how I agree with my you. Life, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's special stuff, life. man. I, I, I like it. I love it. I love it. In fact, you're inspiring me a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. You're inspired. I'm serious. So you're not thinking about the shit no more? No, nah, I'm off you're of your shit. I'm off, I'm off of your turds. And I'm on to uh, I'm on to motivational stuff now. I'm feeling good. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you, I got to speak. Um, I'll be at the Pyramid Club in downtown Philadelphia, February sure. 3rd. Um, it's a thing called Meet the Authors, and I talk about the book and I, probably a lot of the questions other than that one you were talking about crap. And, but <laughs> there's a lot of questions that are going to be presented to me and Joe Valley about the book and about my life. I, yeah. I, I, I'm inviting you guys out. It's, Thank it's, you. It's, it's, it's a pyramid club. It's the it's the big building with the pyramid on top. It's uh-huh. the two Liberty building. Uh huh. All the way to the top, they're gonna have a little bit of food. You know, a little vino. Oh, beautiful. And let's talk. We're gonna let's talk. And we'll we'll talk jive. I'm talking to you about what's that? We'll be talking jive at the pyramid club over a glass of vino. <laughs> There you go. There you go. And then Friday, I got to eat. I mean, right Right. against Molly Schuyler, right? Uh, Well, listen, it's five minutes of eating. I'm not even training for it. It's five minutes of breakfast. I get to eat against one of the best eaters in the world, Molly. And and I'm, you know, she's a great eater. She's her character is great. She's always smiling and she's doing incredible things. I'm six foot five. 
310 pounds. I'm supposed to go in there and dust her. It's not so fast with her. She's a great eater, and it's going to be a great event. I could still roll through the wings, and she could still knock them down herself. So sure. it's going to be a great event. She, she was a big rival of yours, right? $5,000. All right. She was a big rival of yours, right? No, that was Sonia Thomas back in the day. Oh, okay. No. Okay, I yeah, got you. Molly's just been around the circuit the last few years, and she's just conquering and breaking records everywhere right now and having fun doing it. Right. Me, I decided to come back just to say hello to everyone. I'm still here. Um, let me see what I can do for you. Uh, let's, let's put a show on for you. And like I said, it's five minutes for $5,000. If I win, I donate 1000 to charity and keep four grand for myself. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, well, that's you got to give back. Sure. You, you, you got to give back or it stops. And you have to give back because there's people out there that need help. You know, and listen, do you know how many people did help me? Mm -hmm. A lot of people turned their back on me, but a lot of people did help me. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. what I wanted to tell you earlier was I want to tell you what made this book worthwhile for me. I got two people that got in touch with me that said to me kind of the same story. They, listen, I loved your book. It inspired me. It made me see myself in a lot of things you did, and it, it, it's going to help me change the way that I want to be from here on out. Good, perfect. I'm glad for you. I'm glad it helped. Another guy got in touch with me and said, listen, I saw everything you went through. I could never deal with anything like that. You lost everything, your family, your everything. I lost my business, everything. He goes, I was selling cocaine up till now, and I stopped because I have daughters that I don't want to lose, and that's and you, this book scared me straight. <laughs> right, so right. right. Is right there. I'm like, it okay, already I'm was worth it. Yeah, the book did its job. Yes, and, you know, yes. whatever. You know, like, yeah, that, okay. that's special. That's good stuff. Listen, when I was a kid, I got married in high school. I got the mayor's daughter pregnant. Are you kidding me? I know, man. I'm a, there's a little bit. <laughs> oh man, that sounds like a basis for like a comedy movie or, or a something. Well, That's hilarious. That's laugh. awesome, Wing. You're gonna cry. You're gonna you're, listen. I have a when I got locked. I have a daughter. She's 18. She just right. turned 18 January 6th. God bless. I got arrested. She was 13. Mm -hmm. She was my rock. When they initially locked me up. And they put me in the county jail. I would think I was in there for 10 days. If they had let me out, I would have drove to the double motor bridge and jumped off. Right. That's wow. how down and out I got. Yeah. The only person that I worried about was her, Felicia, my daughter. Mm -hmm. Because I knew she was going to be pissed off. Yeah. And Sean, not so much. He, was, he didn't really know what was going on at six years old. Right, young, yeah. But I was worried. I was my girl, you know. Yeah, of so course. So I called her from all the... All the news, the satellite trucks started coming, and they said, look, you want to talk to your kids? We know how close you are. You know, it's all over the news. You're in here. And I'm like, why? I'm not the governor of New Jersey. I'm a freaking chicken wing champion. Right, like, right, right. They're like, well, you're a public figure. You know, that's mm -hmm. why the news people are here. So they let me call my daughter, and I left her a message, and I was I broke down. And I said, well, police, I'm so sorry, you know. So I didn't talk to her. I left her a message. I got out. And the first person I called was her, and she's like, Dad, listen, I was mad at you, but I saw everything you've done for a lot of people. You take care of grandma, my mom. You paid for people's groceries. You bought Christmas trees for people. 
I've taken her to Children's Hospital on Christmas Day and before she opened her gifts to give the kids stuff. Oh, that's a beautiful Nobody thing. This stuff. Well, she just said, Dad, you've always said that sometimes, you know, when I was doing things, I would say, look, sometimes Felicia, you know, good people have to do bad things to survive. Mm-hmm. And she says, I was mad at you, Dad. She says, but I love you. I don't care what you did. You're my dad. I love you. Right there, dude, was yeah. the point where I said, you know what? F everybody. I'm going to make this right. I'm going to make this right, and I'm going to bounce back, and I'm going to rise above this. And right. that was the turning point for me to say, I can't let this get me. This yeah. is going to be, you know, it was tough. I would do, trust me, it was hell for, yeah. Yeah. for from when I got out of county and, and just all everything that I went through and get the sentencing and, you did know, they, just uh, a lot of stuff. Did they raid so your house? You or, or did they raid no, your house? No, no. My wife had threw me. <laughs> it's a long story, but I had to change my phone number because I had a phone call saying that they were on to me. And I changed my phone number, and, my, and I didn't tell my wife why. Right. She thought I was cheating on her. <laughs> I said, oh, some girl was bothering me at a, an event, blah, blah, blah. And she said, oh, you're... She, long story short, she thought I was cheating on her and threw me out of the house. Oh, boy. So I wasn't living here for like the week it happened. Oh man! So it's all in the book. It's yeah, all in the book. yeah, it's a must read, um, guys. That's a down. must read. Yeah, it's only it's it. Listen, it's my life in a nutshell. If if, if I elaborate on everything that I wrote, I'd still be right. Sure. You know what I mean? I'd still be right. Yeah, but, that, that's um, good stuff. Man. I'm excited. Well, you know what's funny? People that have read the book already are like, "You got to write another one." Like. Well, you're not done yet, dude. Like, well, what happened here? And what? And I could, dude, I could talk to you all night and tell you crap that's going on with me to this day. Well, yeah, I'm okay. Like, I'm not doing anything wrong, but it's just, you know, once you're in this system, it's just a pain in the ass, man. It's just, I, I cannot stand New Jersey. I'm, I'm sorry. I love New Jersey. Right. I just don't like the way the justice system is. Hey, uh, I, I, I totally, totally agree with that. What if I told you your story almost sounds like it could be a movie? I could truly well, see this actually, being a movie, and it'd be a unique one at that. Well, it's it did get sent out to Mike Tolan, uh, which is a friend of mine. Um, Joe sent him out one. He's he, he's got a, a production company, Studio City. He did the movie Wild Hogs. He did Coach Carter. He did Radio. Okay. Um, he's a Philadelphia guy. Yeah. Um, he did Hardball. Oh, that was well, a good one. Keanu Reeves. A long time ago. Yeah, he he does. He's a big player in Hollywood. So so Joe did send him one. You know, just you know, if you like it, go script. You know, what I mean, right, right. Uh, you know, uh, worst case scenario, I'll, I'll get my wife back somehow. Uh, you know, I'll get Roseanne Barr to play her part. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be good payback. I like that. I like that. That's funny. Uh, so I'm always, I'm always, see, I'm nuts, dude. I like yeah. to play around. I'm Me too. Uh, I, you know, it's I laugh at life, man. I mean, it's I'm a serious guy, but you can't take it so seriously because right. this is, uh, you know, it's I'm just so grateful, man. And listen, I, for everything that happened to me, dude, I I I, I thank God every day. You know, I right. thank Him every day. Absolutely. So, but I'm I'm good, man. I'm I'm very good. I'm at peace. Like I said, I know what I am, who I am. I don't define somebody else's, you know, opinion to define me. Like, all right, that's how you feel. Okay, you're allowed to have an opinion, but you don't have a say. You know what's this is funny? My book. This is my chapter I'm writing. 
you know? just you just said who who am I and, and it just it reminded me of something I wanted to ask you. You know, you look like you could be one of the Ryan brothers, Rex and Rob Ryan. You could be their their brother. You look like them, and you're big like them. Oh, uh, you know, I heard that a lot. Well, yeah. <laughs> you look well, dead like uh, Rex Ryan. I was called a lot of things. They said I looked like the ice man, too. <laughs> the, the ice. That was a good movie, too. I don't know if you saw that. That was a pretty good I movie. I read the book inside, yeah. and then um, kind of disappointed in the movie because the book, you know, the book's so much better because it goes. Yeah, movie, it, it, it was kind of like a B know? movie, but. Uh, yeah, I, I hear you. They, it could have been a, more money could have been put into that project. So I, t- I, yeah. I totally hear you on that. It's funny. Yeah, that's uh, that's good stuff. You know, guys, this is just a, another classic instance, and I, I hate to use this cliche, but you you just can't judge a book by its cover because uh, there's a lot of depth here. There's a lot of uh, lot of stuff going on that I would I would have never guessed about El Wingador. Uh, Bill is uh, quite the interesting character, to say the least. So, Benny, take us to break, and when we get back, gang, uh, part two of the El Wingador interview on the mark, episode 13. See you, man. <laughs> You are now back on the mark with Philly's best talk show host, Marky Mark, and Las Vegas' own, Tony Nicky Jr. Boy, I thought Paramount hit it out of the park the first time in 2002, but they just did it again with Triple X, Return of Xander Cage, in theaters now after coming out of self-imposed exile. Daredevil operative Xander Cage must race against time to recover a sinister weapon known as Pandora's Box. Folks, the action in this one's going to leave you breathless. I got to tell you, get to the theaters as soon as possible. Triple X, the return of Xander Cage. Yeah, Tone, I think there's some Oscar buzz around that too. That should be a good one. Can't wait to get my bucket of popcorn and head over there and check out Xander Cage, man. Hell of a special effects team on that. Yeah, and Vin Diesel's a talent, man. Yeah, he's good. He's you know he's the best. Ladies love him. Yeah, he's like a poor man's rock. Poor, 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 poor. Except probably more finely tuned actor. I like the rock, I man. Th- I, I, I know, like the tooth fairy. I, you know, if you really think about this, they look alike, similar build, similar similar look. Vin Diesel has been in like the same exact type of movies as the rock. Rock's a little more of a sellout. But yeah, see, Vin Diesel doesn't transcend any. The Rock transcended the WWE, took that popularity and brought it right to movie, right to the big screen. Vin Diesel didn't have any of that. So I guess that's why The Rock's the highest paid actor in the world and uh, Vin Diesel's Xander Cage. 
I don't think Steven Spielberg would have casted The Rock in anything. But, yeah, that's right. We forget that Vin Diesel got killed in Saving Private Ryan. The letter. He had the letter, right? The sniper got him. Yeah. From the church tower. In the rain. Yeah, I'll never forget that yeah. scene. I love that movie. That is a good one. Saving Private Ryan might be a top ten movie for me. I can't go there, man. I mean, it's up there. It's a good one. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Tom Sizemore. Great actor. Yeah, good cast. Ed Burns. Phenomenal cast. Love that movie. Yeah. But hey, Xander Cage. We'll be there. We'll be there. I'll have my popcorn ready. I'll have my goobers. You love them goobers, man. Oh, they're good. They're good. Keep them in the refrigerator. That's the trick. Is it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's the trick. I know you sneak them into the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to save a buck, Tony. Yeah, man. Anything to save a buck. Now that we've fulfilled our contractual obligations with our sponsors, Benny, why don't you cue it back up and take us into part two? El Wingador, On the Mark, episode 13, The Wing Bowl Special. You know, I was looking at uh, some of the old Wing Bowl locations earlier today, and uh, I thought it was interesting that they did it in uh, Club Egypt on, uh, what was that, Delaware Avenue. I, I, I had no clue yeah, that a yeah, Wing Bowl was I ever there. Know anything about, I didn't know anything about Wing Bowl until I was asked to do it. I didn't even know Wing Bowl was. Right. And when I was asked to do it, it was the first year it was at the spectrum who asked you angelo when i got into it angelo well, Cataldi. yeah, I, yeah uh, it was the first year um they had it at the spectrum the first year i was in it which was wing bowl seven before that it was at the clubs and then i heard it was at the electric factory yeah it was at the stuff. electric factory one year uh, egypt but once my first year in it i beat big rig right um we were i only did one time at the spectrum and in the following year it went to the court state center which is today's wells fargo center. right 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 so i spent one my first one was at the spectrum and then the all the other ones was at the big place right 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 so yeah so i really didn't didn't know about the little wing when i was first told about it i'm like oh wait you know hey can you uh win this wing contest i hear you eat a lot i'm like i, I said i'll tell you that chicken i eat every day i love it I said, I won't stop eating them. I, I'll win. Right. He says, oh, you sound pretty confident. I go, look, dude, I don't like to lose in anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and I love to eat. So, basically, I just tell people, look, it's an eating disorder, and I just don't like to lose. That's right. what I tell them. I'm, right. nobody, I'm nobody's hero. You were eating, two, yes, what, but, three or four whole chickens a day? Did I read that somewhere? Well, I used to go to Bobby Shay's, man. They had Wednesdays. They had five-hour whole oven stuff. For Bobby them, Shay's, known for their so, crab cakes, too, right? Yeah, well, they got, I'm a little disappointed in They got smaller, but uh, the, the oven stuffer was $5 a chicken. Five bucks. Yeah. So I bought three. Yeah. So I would eat one on the way home, one when I got home, and then one I would eat with the family when they got home. That's a lot of protein. So, uh, dude, that's, that's, I don't take any supplements. I'm, like I said, I'm 55 years old, 6'5", 310. And I'm not, I'm not fat, dude. I'm just like, yeah. people are like, man, what are you taking? You, you take protein? I don't take nothing, man. I, I work out like a psych health. Right. You know, I'm, I'm just, you know, I just, basically it's, it helps. It's therapeutic for me to work out. It's, I guess so I don't grab people by their face. I don't know. <laughs> right, right, right. But, right. you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in decent shape for 55 years old. And uh, I don't take anything, man. I just I just eat so much. I eat a lot of fish. I try not to eat too much steak anymore. 
I try not to eat ground meat because it stays in my system. It bloats me. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I love the taste, but it's just, you know, I, I'm a chicken guy. I'm a, I'm a fish, turkey, you know, all that stuff. Right. That's funny you said that because that, that takes us uh, to a little segment we like to do with some of our uh, callers called G. Look, go inside, make no, yourself no, comfortable. No, no, I'll make you something to, to eat. Sleep. Hey, how do you like yours? Red, medium red. Medium red. Hmm, aristocrat. My snack was a honey crisp apple. <laughs> okay. Which is short for what'd you eat today, essentially. And uh, oh. so, Wing, what'd you eat today? What did I eat today? Yes. Uh, let's see. What did I eat today? Well, this morning I had eggs, oatmeal, uh, turkey, bacon, and then I went out and got some uh, veal and shrimp with pasta. Okay. Well, you you, yeah, you, you might be Italian, Wing. Way. You remind me of an Italian, Wing. No, but I did have a mustache at 15 years old. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but I look like any monster. Well, you're eating good. You're eating good. And uh, Friday uh, should be interesting with uh, Molly Schuyler. Uh, I have a feeling you're going to pull it out. I know I'll be pulling for you. I'm going to be there. Well, In fact, we're I all going to be there. Uh, I'm actually right, going uh, to be up with uh, Ric Flair earlier in the morning. BSing with him. Did you ever meet Rick? Uh-huh. No, no, I don't. I don't uh, know Rick. I know a lot of the, lot of professionals, uh, wrestlers, and sports uh, figures, and all. I, but I've never met him. I, I hear he's quite a character. Yeah, the Nature Boy uh, is. Uh, he's a wild one, man. Well, that's good. That's good. So we should get along just great. Uh, we're <laughs> going. Actually, I'm doing a, a book signing. Uh, after the after the official wing bowl at the party is going to be at Tolman Joe's. Okay, across from um, Tony Luke. Across his, on Arden yeah, Avenue. Yeah, I'll be there with Ric Flair upstairs, signing and selling the book, selling the barbed wire. Okay. Okay. Um, that and like I said, you know, I got some speaking engagements coming up. I'm speaking for, for uh, with the uh, Woodbury Rotary, I think somewhere at the end of February. I I know my my partner, my business partner's handling all this, but I know February 9th. I will be at the Pyramid Club. Yeah, we we got that written the down. Authors. Yeah, I, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I encourage people to come up. Um, you can get a copy of the book. You can ask anything you want, which you already know that since you asked me some crazy stuff. But <laughs> it's fine. There's no stupid questions with me. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, you know I'm not done, man. I got a lot of things to do. I got I got I got to make this ship upright again and uh you know as far as um you know wing bowl is concerned uh, you know i try to stay humble um i try to carry myself in the best way i can uh as a champion eater it's just a cha- i just you know listen there's champion eaters and there's champion people i'd rather be a champion person what i do dude is at the end of the day is a circus act you know right right i, just, I, I, I see I, what you're saying and uh, it's really no big deal to me. I apologize to a lot of people that I've let down for, you know, I wasn't pretending to be anything other than me. I mean, I, I got into some hard times and I made some screwed up choices, but I, I was accountable for what I did, and I'm not making any any justification why. No excuses here. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one word and upward with me, man. And hopefully, you know, I can bring some people along with me to, 
if they need help and they want to change their life, all they got to do is change the way they think. And uh, it's tough. It's not easy, man. It's yeah, life is hard. Life is hard. Well, you know, it, it, I believe that, you know, you need problems in life to help you grow because if you have just had everything handed to you on a silver platter, man, you grew up to be a mess. For sure. You know, you, you, you got you to gotta grow from whatever you got to deal with, man. Yep. And, I and tell we, my kids that every day, you right. know. And we see examples of so that kind of stuff time character. and time again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been kicked in the teeth and still getting kicked in the teeth by so many things in my life going on right now. I mean, I I, I know this builds character, but at this point in time, I'm a cartoon character, man, because this is killing me, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I can tell you stuff that, like, you got like you got to be kidding me, like, with the state of New Jersey and, and the parole and all this stuff. Like, man, right. come on, man, he's up with that. So. And, and, and when, but it's all good, man. It's all good. When's the uh, parole up? I'm sure you're on a countdown for that. Um, I think I'll be off parole May 2018 okay. um but you know the thing with that man you can't even get a traffic ticket without getting spanked you know yeah, what i mean like, right, you're not supposed right. to have any any police in, uh, any contact at all like you, you panic if you get in an argument with your daughter's soccer game because you're afraid that you know security's gonna you know come right right, right right you know yeah and i'm under a microscope anyway because of who i am and i don't want to go back where i was i mean if i have to i'll deal with it like a man but it just seems like that they just want to just it's bust my chops at the drop of a dime all the time but, right you know i'm i'm good like i don't do anything wrong like you know i actually met a police officer at the, at the gym i work out at and he goes look, look so let me give you my pba card i go Nah, thanks. I don't want it. Cause it, it for me, it's like, oh, what do you, what do you want from me? You know, like, right? And he goes, well, no, it's good to have if you. And I go, look, dude, I don't do nothing wrong. I don't speed. I don't. Oh, you don't run late? Like, not on purpose. I yeah, said, if yeah. If I run late, I'll pay the ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Said, other than that, dude, I I don't do nothing wrong. Right. You're talking to a guy who had quarter pounds of cocaine in his in his car when I got caught. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Wow. And I was looking over my shoulder for years on end and hating myself for doing what I was doing. Yeah. Now I'm just, I came clean. Listen, you take the power away from the public when you fess up to everything. Right. Because nobody can, oh, people, right now the only thing I'm hearing is like, oh yeah, he's trying to, he's trying to, to, to leverage some money on what he did wrong. No, I'm not, dude, because I'm donating a portion of my proceeds to fill abundance. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to get rich off this book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you so, said, it, it already helped people. And, you know, uh, it served its purpose very quickly. I mean, it, it, send, it, it, that, it sends a good it's, message. It's always there to say, hey, listen, it's okay if you mess up. As yeah. long as you get up and you move forward and do the right thing and, and be accountable, you're good. Right. You know what I mean? You're not out. Don't go out trying to please everybody, man. You know what I mean? Like, just go out there and do the right thing. Right. That's it. You know what I mean? Do the best you can of, of what you know how to do. You know, so I, I, it's just me, man. I just, you know, I'm good. Like I'm real good. I, you know, I love people. I love talking to people. I love being around people. But I've learned, and I thank the people that's been there for me, and I thank the people and learned from the people that weren't there for me, because I learned. I learned from everybody, dude. I learned what to do right and what not to do right. <laughs> yeah, you know, wrong totally. Because of the people. So everybody you run into in life, dude, you learn a little bit from. Right. You know, you do. So that's that's how I look at life now. 
Yeah, they say once you stop learning, you're dead. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Listen, I'm I'm schooling every day, brother. Right. I'm schooling every day. It's life's nothing but a lesson, man. You yep. know, and you got two choices. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's it's crazy, man. But it's tough, man. It's tough. Absolutely, man. real good stuff, man. Awesome stuff. Thrilled. Yeah, man, we really appreciate it, Phil. Thanks a lot. No problem, no problem. Maybe, uh, so the next time you go to a restaurant, call me, I'll come in studio. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'd be fitting. Maybe we'll have our own little wing bowl. We'll break bread and and, uh, and we'll talk on the air. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man, we don't, we don't want to take up any more of your time. Thank you, and uh, I look forward to seeing you uh, at the Pyramid right, Club just, and at Wing Bowl. Just, I don't know what you guys look like, so you have to come up to me and say, hey, we're the guys that, you know, was wondering what your crab looks like at the end of Wing Bowl. <laughs> I, I, I look like Robert De Niro. <laughs> uh, not Taxi Driver, was it? No, nah, Goodfellas. <laughs> meet uh, meet the Fockers. Fucker, I'm not going to tell you again. Jinx cannot flush the toilet. He's a cat, for Christ's sakes. The animal doesn't even have thumbs, Fogger. Have a blessed night, man. You too, Thank man. Thank you, man. Thank Appreciate you so much, it. Bro. Uh, Thank man. you. Peace. Later. Uh, peace, man. One, Later. You are now on the mark with the Guns N' Roses, the podcast, Marky Mark and Tony Nicky Jr. Gang, if you like that song, and trust me, my producer, Benny the Bear Juice Spielberg, gets tons and tons of compliments by for his music selection. If you like that one, that was Ryan Adams, When to Be Young.
Some of you may recognize it from the opening of Old School. Some of you may not. Purchase it on iTunes for $1.99. Tony, Super Bowl 51. We're now in Super Bowl week, man. And boy, is that fun. Best time of the year, man. You know, you love it. You're like, you're like a, a child on Christmas morning. It also sucks that it's over. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, yeah, right. We'll bag them one more time. Yep, here we go. I know a lot of you have been looking forward to this segment of the show. This is where our guy, our in-house expert, the great Tony Nicky Jr. is going to break down the Super Bowl 51 matchup out there in Houston between the, the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons. A lot of money on the line here. A lot of people holding on to their to their seat, coming in for a crash landing, and uh, it's gonna be a fun one. Tony, where for the end? Huh? Yeah, yeah, end man. of days, man. Doomsday, death blow. The Bible calls this day Armageddon, the end of all things. Where are we at with it, Tony? Yeah, man. A lot of work into this year. All comes down to this uh, this last one, last chance to make a big buck and. Uh... Boy, if you don't love New England in this game, I think you're losing your mind. And I've been hearing a lot of people talk about these Falcons, you know, loving a team with that kind of offense getting points. But, boy, it's kind of similar to Carolina last year. Everybody was obsessed with them. Cam Newton scoring all those points. Now I got an NFL regular season MVP on my hands and Matt Ryan. Everybody giving Matt Ryan the trophy in this game. And it's crazy to me because here's a Falcons team that has struggled in so many playoffs before this year. And, you know, they get a pretty nice draw here. You get a Seattle team in the second round. A little bit banged up, not the Seahawks team in years past. The next round, you don't have to go on the road to Dallas. You know, Rodgers gets you that upset. But let's be honest, Green Bay playing on borrowed time for a little bit. You know, a team that kind of stole that second round game in Dallas. Now you got to take on New England in the Super Bowl here. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick going for number five. I don't see how they don't slow down Atlanta enough. I, I do think it's a high-scoring game, but on the when it matters, when it comes down the stretch, I don't see how it's not Tom Brady leading the team down the field, putting up the necessary points to get the job done. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to lay the three in this. I have early season money at 6-1 to one with New England to go all the way. Going to hit big with that and uh, probably take some action on the money line just to have a little bit more going on it. Just because I think ultimately the job gets done by New England. I don't see any way that uh, Matt Ryan and company pull this one out. Yeah, I, I, I totally, totally agree with you. All that Super Bowl experience in New England, uh, you know, the players, the coaches, the whole organization, they uh, they know what it's about. Uh, this Falcons team screams inexperience to me. You know, Matt Ryan, of course, has been around the block. And he's had a special year, but like you said, very similar to like a Cam Newton aberration year, although I think Matt Ryan is better than Cam. But New England's kind of been on a tier of their own, haven't they? Sure, and they always take, you know, your biggest playmaker away from you. They're going to take Julio Jones out of that game. Julio Jones won't be the difference maker. Now, they still have Sanu, the two backs, Coleman and Freeman. Yeah, Gabriel's are, not bad in a slot. Who I think are phenomenal. I see the Patriots' pass rush getting after Matt Ryan a little bit. The Falcons' offensive line's been inconsistent to me. I see them forcing Matt Ryan to make a, you know, a, you know, a weak decision. Maybe a pick early in the game. 
sets the tone. They will not be going up and down the field on that Patriots defense. It's guaranteed. No, and even if they move the ball a little bit, I'll tell you what, I don't see any shot. Atlanta slows down Tom Brady at all. And that, I think, could be even the bigger X factor. I see New England going up and down this field. I do not see that young secondary in Atlanta being able to right. slow down. With just, no premier names in the secondary. No, really. no, and just Brady makes weapons out of everybody. You know, now you got yeah. Hogan, the, the new name here, but it really doesn't even matter. Filling anybody there, and they're, you know, they'll make plays. They're going to yeah. make the big plays. I just don't see how, in the end, this isn't New England Super Bowl. Yeah. It's it's funny. Like, with these Super Bowls, I like to look to Super Bowls past. It's kind of like how you mentioned last year with uh, the Carolina comparison. I look at two things with this one. I look at the Patriots-Seahawks Super Bowl, because this is, again, Belichick versus Quinn, sure. who was the Seahawks defensive coordinator. Patriots didn't have any trouble moving the ball in the Legion of Boom at all. Right. They were going, when they needed to get the points, when they needed first downs, they were getting them. And that Seahawks defense was phenomenal. Right, another level. Exactly. I mean, this Atlanta's not even close. So then I look to another Super Bowl, because a lot of people are saying, Mark, do you realize this this Atlanta Falcons team, this is like the greatest show on turf again, greatest show on earth again. Okay, well, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady beat them too. That was the first one. Right. So, you know, and this Falcons team isn't what that Rams team no, was. No, God, this Falcons so, team is, is like I said, I, I love the run that they got. They got that first round by. Then you get a banged-up Seattle team. Like right. I said, that's a tough spot for Seattle. And then the fact that they didn't have to go on the road into Dallas in that uh, NFC Championship game, that was huge, man. And I give the Falcons a lot of credit. The offense looked phenomenal against Green Bay. Sure. But if that fullback holds on to that ball, not fumbling going in, all of a sudden it's a 17-7 you know, game. It's just, Green Bay had a lot of self-inflicted wounds in that first sure. half that turned that into a debacle, an absolute blowout. Agreed. That could have been a game, man. And I if agree. that is a game, I would love to have seen Rodgers at the end against Matt Ryan. I don't know who wins that game. Yeah, man, the Packers don't have a ton of depth. I mean, to me, that you know, it was a blowout for a reason. Yeah. It was a blowout for a reason. Banged up that Packers team. Yeah, though. the sure. lines That's what I'm hurt. Saying. The depth, you know, you know. Like I said, it was almost like they were playing on borrowed time. You didn't think they were going to get out of Dallas with Nelson out. Right. You know what I mean? And then you know, Jordy Nelson's playing with two broken ribs. Sure. You know, they got a receiver playing running back. At one point during that game, they had a defensive tackle playing offensive guard. Just let that sink in. Yeah, that the, never happens. They lost two linemen. Two or three linemen went down in that game for Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, that's that's wild. Yeah, but, you know, as much, again, I think on these bright lights, I just don't see how the Falcons get the job done. Give me the Patriots experience. Give me Tom Brady. Give me Belichick all day. And give me the public in love with Matt Ryan. Give uh, how me about that? that? Yeah, right. ain't, that, ain't that perfect. Now, now, where else did you, uh, you said you, you were... There's taking some fun props the, out there. You're taking a look at the under as well? A little bit. Okay. I think you were talking a little bit more about uh, the under than I was. Well, all, it seems like all these Patriots Super Bowls have stayed under. Right, and this is a high one, man. This, oh, that's a high man, number. Dude. I'm telling you, I can see this game where it's one of these weird situations where, like, the Falcons only had the ball, like, three times, four times in the first half. Right. You know how the Patriots the go ball control? Going, sure, sure. Which, apparently, I saw an interesting interview with him. He got that when he was with the Giants, and they were underdogs against the Bills. Him and Parcells went ball control right. against uh, Jim Kelly's hurry-up, uh, no-huddle And offense. when you're going ball control and things like that, a couple field goals, with a, with an over-under this high, a couple field goals will ruin you exactly. that early. So exactly. I could definitely see that. I, I was intrigued by a couple props. I really liked like the tie at halftime at plus 900. Okay. 100 to win 900 bucks for a tie at halftime. I I could see it starting close. You're, you're saying see, that's worth a play? That's worth a play, man, at plus yeah. 900 there. Yeah. 
Did you get into any of the silly ones, Tone? Like the coin toss, the national yeah, anthem? Yeah, you can throw 100 bucks, 50 bucks down on a couple things if you want to have some fun. What you about know what like, I mean? you know, The over-unders in your national anthem? Sure. What about like first player to score? or first? Those are fun, aren't they? Yeah. I'll do one of those right before game time. I always yeah. have fun with those. Do, do you do like first? You find a couple guys with like plus 1,200, plus 1,400. Hey, here, here's a funny thing. What if this Super Bowl starts off with a safety? Seems like all these Super Bowls oh, have started off with a safety. That Denver one was nuts. Unbelievable. The payouts on that. And there's always one guy. There's always a story from yeah. one Vegas casino yeah. where someone had it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's cold. It is cold. So you'll be on a few of these funky little profits. Yeah, I'll, honestly, I'll know more about it, uh, you know, before kickoff. Maybe some fun on a uh, on the first uh, first song on a on a halftime show. Right, right, Things right. Things like that, man. Okay. You, know, you, do you like? Gotta have some fun. I got a couple block pools going on. Do you like Gaga? Gaga's all right, man. Yeah, I yeah. can do poker face. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what about uh, who's the other one? Who's Toby Keith? Is that who's doing the national anthem? I like it over there. I think Toby Keith is going to draw out some notes for me. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? Yeah, I could see that. And uh, I think there's going to be a few guest uh, performers at the halftime show, too. I, uh, names are escaping me. Benny, you have that offhand? No, but there always are some surprises. Yeah, exactly. Um, here's, a, here's something for you, Tone. Because I know you're going to be hunkered down in your man cave, in your office, for 16 to 20 hours, Super Bowl yeah, Sunday. Yeah, it's a big day. Yeah. I mean, a lot that, of drinks. That, that's a work day for you, sure, essentially. Sure, man. What's your favorite Super Bowl snack, bite to eat? What's on your little Super Bowl menu? I'm easy, man. I like, you know, I like the pizza. I like the wings. I'll do the little pigs in a blanket. Sure. Those are good. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, maybe some pepperoni, cheese, and crackers. Yeah. Just I, stuff to pick at throughout the games. Right, you right, keep right. fueling up, man. I like, uh... I like a grilled chicken wing on Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. I need I need my guacamole. Guacamole, 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 guacamole. I need nachos. Yeah, that's a Super Bowl thing. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, man, I eat a lot Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, you kind of want a little it's bit a, of everything. It, it truly is a, an American holiday. Yeah, we should be, you know, I, I wish the uh, do they need America the... gave off on Monday, man. Okay, or now, do you move the Super Bowl to Saturday night? What do you think of that? Well, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, you're giving them two weeks anyway. Yeah, well, exactly. There's no reason, you know what I mean? It's not like they need any more time. I By th- game time, these guys are ready to go. I think the city needs the time to, yeah, well, for the sure hotel to rooms feed the businesses yeah, in the city. I think that's... It is NFL Sunday. You know, you get why they do the Sunday thing. Yeah, it's, you know, it goes hand-in-hand hand with football, Sundays yeah. and football. So you to have the biggest game, not on the day that's synonymous with football, would be... Wouldn't make sense, right? Yeah, it wouldn't make a ton of sense. And the other thing is this. Um, I think if you have it on... Like, by having it Sunday at 6.30, there's not a whole lot else people could be doing. That's true. You know... Saturday at 8, there's a few people who normally would watch it on Sunday, but they'd be doing something else Saturday night and wouldn't necessarily make a point. Yeah, man. Not the true fans anyway, but I hear you. Well, yeah, it's all about these type of things. Bandwagon fans. uh, You know, just people watching it for the American tradition, value, what have you. Because the Super Bowl is where the NFL becomes in the mainstream media. It's in the local news uh, nightly, you know, all the talk shows, the newspaper, you know the deal. It's huge. Like you said, it's yeah, a holiday. We know the deal. And it'll be huge if you hit on these games, right, Tom? Yeah, it'd be good, man. That that uh that beginning of the season, Patriots money be a nice little six to one payout. For sure. The value on that now, man. Special. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
And folks, we told you guys back in April about this Patriots team and where they'd end up. And you know, I, if I, you listen, you I, learn I, something. Yeah, man. I just hope people are are listening, and I hope they're you know documenting these picks months before. It's good stuff. Yeah, I don't it's know, easy money. You know, it, it is. But you know, Tone, as I look at the clock here on the beautiful Skyfall walls, and I see that minute hand moving, it looks like we've finally reached the bewitching hour. So for all of us here at Skyfall Studios. My producer, Benny the Bear Juice Spielberg. My esteemed colleague and co-host, Tony Nicky Jr. And myself. Good night, cruel world. Oh, cinnamon, where you gonna run to? Cinnamon, where you gonna run to? Where you gonna run to? All on that day, will I run to the rock? Please hide me around the rock. Please hide me around the rock. Please hide me, Lord. All on them day. Put the rock right out. I can't hide you the rock right out. I can't hide you the rock right out. This is On The Mark Service Announcement. Please do not miss next week's highly anticipated episode.